Hey, everybody. Really great show this morning. We discuss what's going on with Ethereum and Bitcoin. Uh, you know, the action that we're seeing in the crypto markets is definitely a main topic of discussion. ApeCoin is also brought up. Nick, Kicks, Easy Eats, and the different speakers all give their perspective on the technicals. We also discuss, you know, what's going on in the NFT market. It's pretty quiet. Saw a little bit of a pump with Akutars by Micah Johnson. Uh, one other project that we actually talk about at length is Drip Drops by Dave Krugman. It is a photography project uh, that had a bit of a pump because some notable people ended up buying into it and tweeting about it yesterday. Uh, so definitely interesting uh, to discuss that one and we'll see what happens with it. As usual, the show is sponsored by FTX. You can sign up at the nifty.com slash FTX or with the code the nifty on your FTX mobile app. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's Tuesday, a summer day, hot as funk here in, in uh, NYC. This is the NFC Morning Show. We do the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, where we talk all things NFT market. These days, a little bit about the crypto markets, too, considering the gang. I think the whole squad here pretty much uh, are in live trades. So we'll definitely uh, mix it up and get talking about that a little bit. But yeah, if you want to speak, request to speak, come on stage. Do not shill and just contribute to the conversation we're talking all things nft and crypto markets what's going up what's going down who's getting wrecked and who's getting set for life i'm pio i'm here with my co-host nifty nick signal captain kicks easy eats bodega and we got ben jamming on stage one of our our best pals on the show and we got quad up here early in the show he's up early this morning ladies and gentlemen nick what's going on P.O. Are you ready? I, I I hope so. Yo, it's your boy Nifty Nick coming straight at you. I'm about to body slam this fucking market. We're going to absolutely destroy it. Okay? We're making the price go up. Okay? It's not going down. There's only one way. Coming straight at you from downtown Brooklyn <laughs> in a big ass wrestling ring in my in my apartment. <laughs> Man, are you flying off of the top rope right now? Yeah, I'm about to just jump down and elbow somebody in the face. <laughs> Not an elbow drop, just jump down and elbow. Oh, I hit him. Got him. Bam. Right in the face. <laughs> well, I'm pumped about how amped up you are this morning. Yeah, I hit the gym. <laughs> and as we know, I take that pre-workout shake, and let me tell you, it's just filled with hardcore testosterone. <laughs> well, I'm glad to know that you've been and doing steroids. Yeah, you've been doing some testosterone replacement therapy, clearly. Uh, you've got the testosterone of like a 19-year-old right now. You're just ready to absolutely cook. Um, and I'm pumped to hear that you're going to be, you know, single-handedly making the numbers go up in the crypto markets. Like, do you have any kind of, like, could you give an explanation of how you're going to do that? Yo, I, I, do I need to re-explain it? <laughs> Yo, it's Nifty Nick. I'm about to just body slam this market. That's all you need to know, dude. 
That's all you need to know. Okay. okay. Well, look, look I, I guess uh, shame on me for trying to get more information. You don't understand. Well, here's what you got to do. If you want to help out your ETH neighbors, your ape neighbors, and any altcoin neighbors, you got to do one thing. You know what that is, Pia? W what is it? You got to buy Bitcoin. That's okay. what you got to do. You got to buy Bitcoin and help this number go up. Okay, so and you're you're we're gonna dive into this, but you're referring to the fact that if Bitcoin moves, all the altcoins are gonna realistically move in a big way, correct? Um, it's something like that. It's a little bit different, but something, something. It's a little something like that. It's not exactly uh, the biggest issue. Well, I don't. This went from really from me body slamming the market into <laughs> my actual to like, take some analysis. On something. Yeah, yeah we don't have to get into it yet. We can we can uh, wait. You can keep body slamming, throwing your weight around. Uh, we have to hear from Signal and and the Kickster. Hey, Signal. <laughs> yeah. Do you hear that? Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, Signal tag team in this market. She she sold her. Ape coin right at the top like a genius. The real question is, is she going to get back in and make this ape coin go straight to the moon? Oh, yeah. Sold it at the top because it was going to get hot. So is it going to... Uh, the real question is, are you going to buy back in here? No, I'm not. The trade is done. This is what I mean when I said this about last week. When you're at the casino, I like to go. I like to take my winnings and then I go home. The trade is done. Now we wait and we just watch. And we yeah, have patience. Makes... What if you watch it go to nine? Are you going to be kicking yourself? No, no, because I was correct on the trade. I know, like, that was my exit. There we go. That was my exit. That, that is, so, is no, P.O. calls it. Like, uh, like, uh, like a, has, like, a, a well-functioning brain that isn't psychotic. You know what I mean? She <laughs> can, like, make money and be happy about it and not be like, oh, I didn't sell the Pico top. Fuck. Uh, These rational kicks, moves are so foreign to us. Me, me and Kicks are like calling each other for like emotional support, being like, fuck, we didn't make $300,000 on that trade. That was awful. We, we actually, we, we call uh, this guy and he plays the world's smallest violin for us on a three-way. And Nick <laughs> and I just talk over the, the beautiful <laughs> violin. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, how, how are you doing there, Signal? Are you just are you just walking around? I am, no, I'm sweltering. It's 104 here, and I'm absolutely sweltering. It, like just Europe has this heat wave. It's like today is the hottest day of like the century, and uh, it's it's really close your curtains, hide your children, hide your dogs, and just wait till evening. It's uh, yeah, pretty brutal out here today. So I have taken cover under the shade. I'm outside because it just it's just too hot to be in inside at the moment. But I'm good. The weather in uh, NFTs is also good as well. You know, I've been watching crypto. It's doing good. It's been going up. Um, I'm not trading any of the big stuff. I'm going to stick to my alts for this time being. What's been going on in the, in the weather report? Uh-oh. So, Uh-oh. The, the heat it's wave got to, like, sick. Break open the champagne about. But it was nice to go up into the high teens for once. Uh, onto the leaders, everything is the same. You got apes at uh, apes at ninety three, mutants at seventeen, punks at eighty two. So it's all business as usual. Whilst moonbirds, doodles, and clonex, we also had no change. Overnight, the stepping boxes are leading the OS ranks. This was the collection that gave the free shoe claim to the BAYC holders. Several holders just found out about it now and are not very happy on Twitter. That floor is at one point seven nine. 
Akutars were up in volume after the main collections character, Aku, made the front cover of Time magazine. It's pretty epic for a digital uh, character to be on the front cover of that magazine. So the floor in Akutars is at 0.79. And Cool Cats are using their milk tokens as raffle tickets. You can purchase as many as you want raffle tickets. Each ticket costs 2,000 milk or one, uh, $1.5 for a chance to win one of three unminted cats. And OSF, the artist behind Rec Guy, saw strong volume after he mysteriously released the collection Seven Deadly Sins. It pumped to a 1.35 ETH floor and no surprise, the Discord were on this. Tight supply and more mystery to follow. The floor on that is at one ETH. On to crypto, we got BTC at 21.5, uh, ETH at 1,530. It did touch 1,600 overnight, but it's pulled back down. And overall, for now, the floors have retraced somewhat as ETH rallies, but we continue to see the price stability in the leading collections. So for now, the 24-hour forecast is to be on the lookout for those ETH headwinds. Back to you, folks. Fantastic weather report signal. Uh, you know, Interesting to, to hear about OSF putting out another collection. Uh, good to see that the market had the reaction that it did to the um, Time Magazine cover featuring Aku, the character from Akutar. It's good to know that the market has some sort of sensibility where uh, you know they have a positive response to something like that because obviously it was big. Um, real quick, back to like the heat wave in Europe before we kind of fully dive into the show. Um, you guys don't have like air conditioning out there, right? Because for a long time, this never happened. And then over the past like three or four years, it's been happening, right? Yeah, no, we don't have aircon out here. Pretty much most people don't. We just sit, we just sit in our gardens and wait for, wait for the wind to come. Then we run into the wind. And then, and then the wind goes away and then we start sweating and then we run into the wind again. Or if you're lucky, you have a swimming pool. But no, most most places don't have aircon. Every What everybody does, it's really quite funny. So every year we know this is going to happen. But then everyone leaves it to the last minute to go to the local store. And, and you see people just fighting over air, um, air conditioning units. And it's like the last one is there. It's been marked up like 60%. You is know, that why people. I always hear about the food being dry there? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's exactly why the food is dry here. But yeah, every year, every year you go on Amazon, air conditioning units are selling. And then, you know, tomorrow it goes back down to like 80 Fahrenheit and no one needs the aircon anymore. Uh, yeah. Are you so? Do you have an air conditioning, or do you uh, you at least have a fan? I'm assuming. I have actually escaped to nature's uh, nature's aircon, which is the countryside. So I have wind. I have a, a little like swimming pool that I can jump into when I get too hot. So I'm good. I took care of like I knew this was coming. I planned. I planned for the uh, climate change scenario this week, and then tomorrow I'll be uh, back in the city when it's cooler. Is the temperature in the pool 90 degrees? <laughs> it is naturally heated yeah no you just jump in it's still nice and cool actually i actually even had my laptop by the side of the pool and i was like oh oh should i should i have my laptop near the pool and then i did because i didn't want it to fall in uh, <laughs> and i just wanted to be that person on on instagram that is like yeah work from home you know <laughs> my life is not actually like that but for that moment it was 
I, I love picturing you imitating, uh, you know, an, an American Instagram person uh, talking about work from home. That's absolutely hilarious. I couldn't be more jealous about you being in the European countryside uh, while I'm over here in New York City, definitely uh, getting overheated and definitely sweating through my shirt. Today, me and Nick are going to be at Christie's. Uh, for an event like, you know, like hanging out with people that are much classier than us. So I can't wait to just be sweating on those classy people. That's going to be a really great thing to do. Um, Anyway, let's dive in to what's going on. So I think we do have to talk about the crypto markets because that seems to have the most attention uh, in terms of like, you know, the the live trade that we're all in. But really, like what ETH has been doing and and what Nick was talking about with Bitcoin. So, Nick, I don't know if you want to take it away on that. um, But yeah. I mean, it would be great, great to understand what the hell is going on and where you think it's going. Also, kicks, also easy, also Ben. And I don't know if Quad trades uh, crypto, but we can we can just go all around here. But what's what's kind of the story right now with the trade? It's the same as yesterday. ETH just like yesterday after our show went on absolute tear, went up beyond at one point beyond sixteen hundred, um, which is uh, pretty nuts. It w- it was like straight up for a moment. And uh, that was just not going to, um, not going to work out. Um, it, that's usually not sustainable. Uh, we also have um, what's happening is Bitcoin. It, well, we're, I'm already heavily in an active trade with ETH. That's exactly what we discussed yesterday. Uh, the target is around you know 1750, 1800, something like that. Uh, even more ambitious if you want to draw a line on the weekly, um, but. Uh, I actually um, am now waiting just to see what happens with Bitcoin. Uh, Kix yesterday was talking about it. He's a big MACD guy and uh, (laughs) also the uh, Bollinger Bands. And so he was talking about that Bollinger Band squeeze. Um, It's taken some time to materialize here, uh, but we should see, uh, or at least I hope we see a rip up above 23K. If we get that, uh, we could be hitting 30K, which is an insane run. Um, I don't know what the impact, the, the biggest thing you should be looking at um, as well is the BTC to ETH chart. Um, ETH has just been leading the charge on everything here and is trying to get uh, Bitcoin to move up. We're still at, um, we're, we're nearing a high uh, as well. Like it, it, so it's not clear what's going to happen. The best, the best case scenario is Bitcoin breaks out goes up towards 30k we get a little mini bull run here um and that that's what i'm sort of betting on at the moment kicks how you feeling about the trade thank you feeling uh feeling good man i'm not gonna get chopped out uh you know by these algos and by these bots you know trying to shake us out of our positions i'm just sitting i'm waiting i feel like it's coming uh it it you know, just like if you ever seen Anchorman, when the guy talks about his, you know, Panther cologne, it works 60% of the time every time. With this Bollinger Band squeeze, it works about 85% of the time every time. So I'm just sitting, waiting. A um, lot of positive catalysts. The NASDAQ is uh, going to do a MACD cross this week. So I think NASDAQ's going to go on a little bit of a runner, hopefully, and that, uh, that'll shake Bitcoin up and, uh, and, and get it moving. Um. Yeah. So I'm just sitting, man. Just sitting in the position. Okay. We're we're sitting. I'd love to hear what Easy's thinking. Um, Easy. Oh, go ahead, Nick. Sorry. 
I'm waiting on this freaking Gemini urn to redeem. It's been taking them a long time for that money to redeem recently, which uh, I don't know if that's concerning or not. Well, they um, just increased the interest rates. So I wouldn't be that concerned. Yeah, the other thing is they, that they increased it while they laid off uh, an, a second round of layoffs already. I, you know my position. There's also I think rumors that they loaned out a bunch of money to 3AC. Really? Yeah, I was going around Twitter yesterday. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, now and, we know where they got the extra yield from for that urn. They just took it out of employees' cuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting timing. They're like, we've laid off uh, 20% of our staff, and we're going to increase our interest rate. <laughs> I mean, that, that's like the Jeff Bezos mentality. It's like always favor the customer. But anyway, easy. You've been trading uh, markets for over a decade uh, and you are very, very active when you do it. What do you make of what's going on? What do you make of the active trade that we're all in? What, what's the story here? Yeah, I mean, I don't fade the witch. So as long as you're long till the 28th, all should be well. Um, I was talking to Nick last night about the, uh, the trade you guys entered and I was saying we both agreed that Bitcoin and that BTC ETH chart looks like a massive lagger. So if that gets legs and the market seems like it's stable here, the bigger concern, though, is like not much has really changed from a macro standpoint. We're getting all-time highs in like people opting out of buying houses last minute, and that's never really a good sign. Um, obviously, like the layoffs, too. There's inflation rates, that whole nine. But I think we're in a decent relief rally right now. I mean, it's kind of tough to expect the market to go down another 10% after it's gone down 90. So uh, I think this relief rally is pretty warranted. But how high we go, I'm not sure. Ignore everything in the market, easy. Just ignore everything negative. Look away. Uh, Bitcoin to 30K. Just say that to yourself over and over again. And just allow it. Uh, Welcome to, to 30K. Oh, that was the wrong one. Okay. <laughs> just, Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, my apologies. Just sit there. Uh, and just realize that this market's going to go straight to 30K Bitcoin. That's what we're I'm, going for. I'm just it envisioning three. Are people getting laid off? Yes. <laughs> Breathe that in. Let that let that just go um, straight out. Uh, are there supply chain it. issues? Yeah. It's okay. Three. Zero, <laughs> zero, zero, is there is there zero. still a war going on that nobody talks about? <laughs> Regardless. Yeah. Breathe in 30K, let out that negativity. D does anybody know what the Fed is going to do? Just breathe in 30K. <laughs> let out everything else. What is other deed? <laughs> uh, well, it's a bunch of people running around in a tech demo. So, but eight coin to nine, I guess. <laughs> 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 what do you use ApeCoin for? Breathe in that $9 ApeCoin and 30K Bitcoin. <laughs> Breathe out all of your questions. <laughs> um, Kicks, you got your hand raised. What is on your mind, amigo? Well, I just wanted to quickly say, because a lot of people, we like talk about like, you know, the, like the real world is shit or the macro is shit or like all of that stuff. But we have to remember that markets like price things uh, ahead of time. They, they, they like, you know, forward price things. That's why when the June CPI came out, like the market, I, I saw people talking and they're like, the, it was the highest inflation print ever. Why did like, why did the market go up? Why didn't it go down further? It's because the market had already 
priced that in. Um, so even if you're in a, you know, crappy, you know, environment, the, the market prices things ahead, like in, you know, in 2008 was, you know, terrible, right? In 2009, 2010 weren't great either, but the stock market absolutely ripped in 2009, 2010 because uh, the market price is looking ahead. So that's just and, something. Uh, well, I was just going to say Bitcoin at 30,000 makes a lot of sense as we look forward five years from now. And that's why we're pricing it at this random arbitrary number that we have just said. <laughs> Well, you said that crypto cred was thinking that and crypto cred is somebody that you turn to. You think that he's like, you know, top tier when it comes to like the kind of Twitter crypto analyst, correct? Uh, yeah. Well, he has a YouTube channel. He also happens to be sponsored by FTX. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he did a short 10 minute video yesterday, which I highly recommend. He broke out the levels and it was it, it was the exact same thing. He tends, as Ben says in our discord, um, he says that uh, or he tends to be a little more conservative. Like he he's not exposed at this point. He's not in an active trade. I, on the other hand, you know, bought ETH down at whatever the last uh, level was, which was what was that? Fourteen twenty nine. Just bought a big bag and um, had a little bit that I'd nibbled on at thirteen twenty five, but really went in uh, with everything there. Um, I'm hoping that. Uh, Gemini hurries up with this redemption um, because I want to do a big uh, bag of Bitcoin is the other thing. But he's waiting on um, a number of levels. I think his were up towards his was even more actually um, less conservative than mine. I'm looking for it to break 23K and that breakout would be very nice. Um, and yeah, and then then we can go up from there. Uh, but I mean, this is all. I'm assuming just a relief rally and crypto we discussed it before has a high beta aka like if there's a relief rally in stocks then uh this can go way up although right now we're not having a rally in stocks which i think is also uh, a headwind as well we had a couple of days there but um yeah we're not we're not seeing a huge run at the moment so i don't know it, it'll be interesting to see i'm waiting on that as a signal um that we have something a little more sustainable here in the interim this ETH trade has been uh, really good, but I, it, at some point you got to wonder like um, how high can it go? I already stated my targets and I'm just in the trade for that. So that that's what I'm doing at the moment. Righty. And Ben Jammin, you have your hand raised. What's going on, Ben? Yeah, P.O., I got some uh, Bitcoin hopium for you here. Oh, let's go. <laughs> so uh, roll that up. Mike Novogratz, most widely known for getting a Luna tattoo on, on his body, <laughs> says Bitcoin can still get to 500000 in the next five years. So everybody load up all your Bitcoin. We're all going to get rich because it's going to be to the moon in five years. Well, I thought to Luna man himself. When you said that, I thought you meant like some short term hopium on it going to 30K for the sake of this trade. I don't need any hopium to know that Bitcoin's going to be worth the market cap of gold, which is what that $500,000 number is. And especially since Bitcoin is the digital version of gold. So just like your digital version of the rotary phone that your parents used in the 70s, aka the iPhone is a bajillion times better. Bitcoin is a bajillion times better better than gold but we don't need to do a full full tilt me ranting about bitcoin on this it's show it's going to a million po <laughs> through the 500,000 we're true. going past the moon it's million. true 
Uh, yes, yes, it is. I don't know about in the next five years, but yes, inevitably. Um, in the NFT world, uh, you know, not the the biggest uh, kind of stories popping off. We're seeing continued action uh, in the generative art space, some more Fidenza sales. Obviously, we talked about Factura by Matthias yesterday, Matthias Isaacson. Uh, looks like the floor price has pulled back heavily on that to 2.35. In this market, it's really hard to sustain pumps like that. And that thing pumped from sub 1 ETH to 4 ETH, which is just tough. Um, other than that, I mean, look, Moonbirds just continuing to have volume 27 and a half ETH floor still on the Solana side. OK, Bears hanging around top 15 in volume on OpenSea right now. So really interesting to see that thing hang around easy. Do you have any sort of um, do you have any sort of today? Yeah, well, we got this thing called Hibernation. No one's sure if it's going to be an airdrop for a companion collection, if it's going to be staking. They've been teasing it for a while. It does some, like, blue frozen overlay on their PFPs right now. Um, but, yeah, it's mostly just catalyst-driven. Is there a trade that you're looking to enter no. on uh, – forget about OK Bears, just the Solana NFT side? Uh, not – too heavily like there's nothing right now that i'm looking to buy just because soul's pumping so we do see nfts pull back pretty hard on that and then at, at the moment like it's that whole gambling meta we've been talking about a lot of casino plays and gambling plays and they're typically short-lived so we'll see everything related to how you can gamble on coin flips or betting over unders on floors for the next like week and then after that they all typically get quiet and fall off and then whatever the next meta is that's where i'll be looking yeah, I mean, the, the full-blown gambling thing on Solana is pretty funny just because, like, wow. You know, Dude, we just... had a 13-year-old yesterday, like, yeah, man, I love playing Soul Crash. And I was like, this is going to implode so bad, <laughs> so quickly. <laughs> At some point, right? Um, one, one more project to talk about before I throw to Blockchain Buster is uh, Tableland Rigs, the project that was discussed on this show on Friday and had a little bit of a run, is back at a 0.5 ETH floor price. Damn! And it's completely minted out at this point. All 3,000 have been minted. So it, it really was inflated there for a moment. I believe it ran to almost 1.5 Ethereum floor before it was actually fully minted out, uh, which is just wild. That is just insane that it ran that far. It does seem to be a quality project, but that was like a proper pump uh, that was clearly not sustainable. 1,300 Ethereum in volume traded in just a couple of days here. But in this market, it's really hard to sustain those pumps. I mean, even projects like other are not able to break um, you know, that three Ethereum resistance and maintain that volume. It's a tough market out there for NFTs right now. Blockchain Buster, what's the story? What's going on? Hey, Theo. Thanks for having me up. Um, hi, guys. A signal, once again, front of me on everything, including even getting over the British weather and going and grabbing a pool. Well done on that one. I'm currently basically being converted into a puddle as we speak with my one fan. Um, so, yeah, I just really want to talk about um, a little bit of Moonbirds, uh, just talk about NFTs not really doing anything at the moment. We've got, I think, two things going on with Moonbirds. So the first one is Odyssey's reveal tomorrow, um, which I think, you know, that's, I'm not sure whether that's going to dump the floor. Generally, that is what happens after a reveal. But this one's been, you know, simmering for a long, long time. So that's really interesting. But we've also got Ravens and we don't know too much about Ravens as of yet. We're thinking they are more the partner collection. Odyssey's being the dogs to, if you want to use BAYC as an example. Uh, but I just, I think that's a really interesting one where if that is 20K, how that works, um, you've got 
a lot of the early nesters with moonbirds using the nesting mechanic where they hit their silver nesting in the next couple of days. So we're imagining that ravens could be along the same side. I'm, I've seen people theorize that, you know, everybody, if they're nested, is going to get at least one raven. Maybe the second raven is going to be held out until people actually get to that silver nest. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit because... Um, that's something that's going on in the space, at least. Yeah, I mean, look, that's something that people could trade. What they could do, obviously, the big trade would be to actually buy a moonbird, but it sounds like because you had to nest, that might not even actually get you a raven. However, the question is, is it a good idea to buy um, that airdrop, the the Gremlin one, sorry, oddities? Is it a good idea to buy that today, or... Is it a good idea to see if it dumps tomorrow post-reveal and then buy it, expecting that this is something that will be supported? Um, it's it's a great question. The other thing is that if there's 20K Ravens, that's a major expansion of the proof ecosystem or the Moonbirds ecosystem, Kevin Rose's ecosystem in the NFT space, however you want to put it. And we, you know, there was that chart that that went viral on NFT Twitter that showed that besides Board Ape Yacht Club, every other project that expanded their ecosystem uh, is it was not a positive impact, right? World of Women, Dead Fellas, all these other projects that expanded their ecosystems in a big way that literally followed the Board Ape Yacht Club model, it was not a successful move. So th these are the things that I'd be looking at. We got Quad, who's repping a Moonbird and just bought his third Moonbird. Quad, what are your thoughts? And then we're going to move on from Moonbirds after this. Yep, of, of course, of course. Um, so w with, the, with the oddities, I, I think that it's, you essentially just need to look at toads when it comes to the price of oddities. In, in my opinion, um, it, it should hold the floor of toads as a Gremlin project, plus the utility of being an entry into the proof ecosystem. And so I don't necessarily think that there's going to be a second membership, um, you know, within like the next month or anything for proof. Um, the reason why I don't think uh, I don't think that is because they're already treating oddities as kind of like that halfway point. Uh, you know, you get access to the Discord. It, Oddities has its own roadmap. So it's kind of like uh, that's their way right now of, of you getting into the uh, into the ecosystem for proof. So I, I just think that you're going to have uh, some some things that we honestly have have never even heard of before uh, uh, come out of proof when it comes to Ravens. I don't think it's actually going to be a second collection. But, you know, if it is. I'm very confident in the team that they're going to be able to kind of navigate, um, navigate that, uh, you know, just by judging and looking at the apes and uh, doodles and clone X and all, you know, all of these other ones that have already done that. And it kind of gives you some experience to work off of. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, it's hard to say where like the right spot is to buy, obviously, because the market can be kind of crazy. Uh, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, when you kind of look at who's running it, I would be very confident in, um, you know, Kevin Rose being the person that's at, 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 you know, the point guard position for that project. So I would definitely long term think that what, whichever way they go, it's probably going to work out. I see that step in shoe boxes are at a 1.75 ETH floor, number one project on OpenSea. We thought Steppen was dead. We thought the walk to earn Ponzi was just the next iteration of play to earn, just going to zero. Somehow they're keeping this thing alive. Nick, are you going to be uh, stomping around in some virtual Steppen sneakers soon? No, I, didn't, I I missed the opportunity to mint these things. Remember yesterday we had yeah, this conversation. Free I'm, one. Just, I'm just angry. 
<laughs> and I'm just going to harbor that resentment towards them uh, on an indefinite basis. I hope people walk into those shoes, trip and fall, and then sue the company. You know, that's just kind of what I'm thinking at this point in time. <laughs> well, that's fair. I mean, on the NFT front, you know, like Blockchain Buster pointed out, at the end of the day, the level of action in terms of storylines and in terms of like robust market activity is it's not what it used to be. Uh, that, that's for sure. Obviously, there's still isolated wins happening in the market. Kicks, I'd love to hear your thoughts on like, you know, volume in the NFT market where we're at now. Obviously, it's not great, but you know, what your thoughts are given where we're at in the cycle. But then also, uh, I know you deployed a, a you know, sizable amount of capital. You bought a Moonbird, you bought other deeds, you bought some other stuff recently. How are you feeling about those trades? You bought Clonex. How are you feeling about those trades? And, and are you feeling like, um, you know, the NFT market could see a pop here? Um, I think the tricky thing on like the, the short term horizon is that um, if if crypto still like, let's say we're, you know, a decent way through the uh, relief rally, but we got more to go. I think that there could be some like short term negative price action in, in, in ETH terms, uh, not in USDC terms. Like I'm, I'm up on those trades in USDC, but I could see them pulling back a little bit in ETH if, um, if traders are like, oh man, he's going to go back to 3000, which is not, uh, at least not quickly, but they kind of like sell into ETH trying to capture some of that ETH upside. Um, so I could see a little, you know, downward pressure as a result of that. But also I think that a lot of the people that were just like traders or, um, uh, you, you know, or, or like kind of had paper hands or were capitulators, they probably have already exited a lot of the projects. And that's why, you know, the projects drop so much in price. So like the current holder profile probably isn't people that are going to be like, Oh man, great. Okay, cool. Like uh my moonbird was worth, you know, 35k last week and now it's worth 42k. Now now I need to exit. You know, now I need to finally get this is my chance to get out. You'd think most of those people have like already exited NFTs uh or or at least like they're, you know, uh blue chips. So I don't uh I I think we're kind of just in a in a quiet uh period. I think maybe a little bit of downward pressure if like ETH you know, goes up to 1750. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm still feeling good about the buys. Uh, they, they weren't really like short term flips for me. I'm really enjoying the Moonbird as my profile pick. And, uh, I liked, I liked the clone X at, at 12 K. I just felt like that was a, that was a good bet. So I'm going to hold both of those, but, um, yeah, in terms of like looking at the volume, uh, like not seeing, uh, much movement, um, I don't think that I don't think that uh, NFTs are like the first asset class to probably really surge in volume. Um, I think you know, based on our sample size of one, <laughs> I think that people like need to make money in crypto and see crypto doing well, and then NFTs receive the inflows from that. So I still think that we're you know, probably at least months away from any sort of like, you know, return to uh, uh, mania amounts of, of volume. But I do think that we're in a like a pretty good holding pattern for NFTs where um, I'm not expecting like, you know, crazy craziness in either direction.
I mean, we are seeing volume go up. So yesterday was 21.7 million, which is the highest it's been in at least a month. Yeah, but month. that's all attributed to the ETH price going up, not actual NFT volume. No, uh, oh, I see what you're saying. Like so you're, number of units sold versus just uh, US dollar it, value it, in it. ETH. Yeah, that would make sense if we could look. I don't know if I have the chart on the daily number of units sold. Instead, it shows just the monthly. Uh, let me switch that to daily and then I'll get back to you. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, that actually would. Oh, you know where I have it? I have it on our website, uh, thenifty.com. <laughs> also, if you're not on that email list, uh, what are you doing? Signal writes a summary every single morning, and it's a straight fire if you want to know what's going on in the NFT market. So, yeah, it looks like unit volume is down. Uh, you can just sign up at thenifty.com. It's free. It like costs you nothing. What the heck are you doing? What are you doing? And it's uh, way better than anything that me or Nick could write. So you already know because Signal's smarter than us. Uh, Quad, you just raise your hand and then I'm going to throw to Martin, uh, who is a new speaker on the show. But Quad, what's on your mind? Yeah, absolutely. I want to kind of piggyback on, on, on what Kick said is, you know, we already saw that that like really scary, you know, four five hundred dollar down, uh, call, call it a crash on on NFTs. Right. And that's when people were just you know, Clonexes were listing for seven and a half ETH. You know, you had punks down at at fifty, and all all this like just fear, right? Now that we've had this little bounce back, even if we do take another big tank, I don't think you're going to see like everybody that 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 gets scared sold during that big tank right there. So I I, I believe you're not going to see another one of those just gigantic crashes where just even ETH price. Um, of of these these blue chips, you know, get just super low really quickly because people just panic. So I don't th I don't think that's coming back. I, I think that if you do get a drop, it's going to be just a slow drop with the market. Yeah, it was a big flush. You, you see it reflected in like Discord communities. Like you see just like the volume of messages and the number of people that are participating just significantly reduced during that that big flush, right? That crash, that big flush. Even though it was like quasi-gradual, it actually happened pretty quick, probably over the course of like six to eight weeks post-other deed. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm in the, the same camp as you all. I mean, I just sold an other deed uh, overnight for 3.88 ETH. Uh, so I mean, there's still a market for things that are selling above floor. That's a, a over an Ethereum above floor. So there you go. So we got Martin Kratz on stage. It says that you are an NFT enthusiast. Well, oh, go ahead, Nick. Sorry. Can you walk us through what the thinking was there on, on selling your other deed? Uh, I'm like really, really heavily, heavily, heavily exposed to NFTs in a number of different directions. And I think that the NFT market, like if you sort of think about markets, uh, I was listening to a podcast and an economist was saying, if you think about a market as Mr. Market and that Mr. Market is basically a manic depressive, uh, that that's actually like a really objective way to look at markets. Because if you had somebody in your life that was just completely out of their minds 24-7, you probably wouldn't depend on them to help you move at 9 a.m. on Saturday or to watch your dog when you're going on a European trip. You'd probably lean on somebody that's a little bit more stable, uh, right? And so I mean, when, I mean yeah. that's a definitely a way to typecast a, a category of individuals, but continue. <laughs> 
mean, look, yeah, like, I mean, I'm not, this is not a shot at people that have problems. This is a, a way of thinking about the market in a way that's actually reasonable, right? Because when you think about the valuations of NFTs at the top and you think about how much, you know, any old NFT project is, look, I'm a big believer in Board Ape Yacht Club, uh, Yuga Labs ecosystem. I'm a believer in other deed. I literally was talking about it, but at the same time, I was talking about how I didn't think that the demo was going to be super bullish for other deed. And look what happened. The floor was literally at three ETH like a week ago. Now it's at 2.7. So it went down after the, uh, the demo, which is exactly what I said was going to happen. So some people would say you're fudding your own bags, but I don't operate that way. I'm just making content and giving my honest opinion. And so I just think that the amount of time that it's going to take for other, other deed to actually materialize into the really robust, grandiose vision that Yuga Labs and Improbable have for it, which I am incredibly bullish on. I think that the NFT market is very impatient and uh, add, pairing that with the fact that there's going to be another 100,000 other deeds that will not feature codas, that will not, you know, uh, th they will be floor other deeds. They won't be Ape Land, they won't be Mutant Land. Uh, just all of those factors made me feel that... Um, we're going to go down and not up in terms of short-term price action. I'm not saying I'll never have exposure to other deed again. I mean, you got Easy on stage right now. Easy is someone that has been saying he's interested in other deed at one ETH. I'm not saying I agree with him on that, but there's a lot of people uh, that are thinking that the price of this is going to go down. I also think that you have to compare it to Sandbox Land. I think you have to compare it to Decentraland. We're gonna have Maddie, one of our investors, uh, Maddie DCL blogger, OG content creator on the show. We're just trying to work with him on scheduling because he is in Australia. Um, but I can't wait to talk to him about it. But no, long story short, um, I'm not losing sleep over selling another deed above floor for like over 5,000 US dollars. So, th so there's your answer, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we got Martin Kratz. Martin, it says that you are an NFT enthusiast, a crypto trader. Uh, crypto trader. Uh, looks like you are a cool cat, a dead fella, and your profile picture is a friends one. Don't believe you've been on the show before. Welcome. What's on your mind? How's it going, Theo? Uh, I have. Usually I'm a, I'm a listener, so I kind of chill out, hide out in the background. I don't really uh, jump in too often, but, uh, you know, I, I think you guys put together an awesome uh, show. So, uh, I, I figured I'd speak Thank today. You. Um, so my, my two things that I was curious about is, like, what do you guys think about, like, uh, if you're familiar with it, like that Bollinger Band squeeze thing that occurs that's going on with, like, Bitcoin, where they uh, claim that there's like these periods of low volatility, followed by, you know, periods of high volatility. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, ETH and Bitcoin are, are cruising a little bit right now in a, in a strange sideways kind of way. And um, and then I've noticed a lot of these, you know, free ETH projects all of a sudden popping up all over the place where. You've got these 10K projects dropping for free and, you know, they pump and some of them are holding. I, I kind of feel like it's moving back in the direction of like when, when Board Apes and Punks came out and, um, you know, they were just kind of giving them away and uh, letting the market do its thing with them. You guys well, have any opinion? Nick, easy kicks. Any thoughts? Well, what's the specific question? 
Because you added a bunch of different things. You added the Bitcoin, so Bollinger Bands. My, 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 we right, discussed the three Just with regard to the volatility that, that's going on in the, in the market. And then the and then just kind of like my, my second part was kind of in context to all that volatility. Do you think that's what's causing a lot of these folks to come out with these free projects? I just see tons of them all over the place now. All of a sudden, they're just like coming out everywhere. Um, coming out of our ears, these, uh, free NFT projects. I actually have not been participating in the free mints. Um, there were some, uh, I definitely, definitely had some misses, uh, with those, but there's, uh, people on our discord who've been really active. I see a few hands raised. It seems like, uh, Sam pot, um, I'm going to mute you for a second, uh, Martin, but, um, Sam pot and blockchain buster. Did you guys have something to add? Oh, sorry, Jay. I was going to add on to the uh, the other side things. So volatility oh. in this market is not my speciality. I mean, I mean blockchain buster was there? Is that why you raised yeah, your hand? I'll say, no? I, I, no. I, I'm going to quickly answer uh, Martin's questions. Or, or blockchain? Did you want to buy that, dude? I, I was going to touch on the the free mints. I, I yeah, touch on that. That it is it's seemingly a meta ever since Goblin Town, in my opinion. Um, so it's just been very successful. I do think volatility has a part to play in it because if people are thinking that you know ETH is still going to drop significantly then you're essentially looking for a 2x to 3x just to cover that volatility and that's obviously very easy to do at zero um, and then what people seem to be looking at outside of that is volume and that again is very easy to do to get volume when people are trading between zero to 0.1 to 0.2 if it ever gets as far as Goblin Town I, I don't think that will be the case uh, but yeah that, that's that all was all I was going to say on that Kicks, uh, I like that. What were you, yeah? Kicks, yeah. I think he, I think he's spot on. Like it's, it's, uh, it, it's definitely been a meta. I would say that um, it's a, it's a very much a crapshoot. Like you know, eighty percent of the projects aren't going to materialize anything. But it's kind of one of those like, yeah, w winner winner effects where everyone sees the winners, they don't see the ten losers, and so they think like, oh, free mints. Like I got to get into the next one. And you kind of get whacked on it. Um, it's it, I think the free mints a high percentage of the success is correlated to like who's minting it and who's talking about it, right? Um, definitely being in our Discord is a good spot to be in because those people are very on top of the ball. They know who's minting what. You know, like if you have Zeneca or if you have one of these other people come in in a big way on a free mint, that's probably. Uh, um, a good sign and but also you have to understand that like the timing on these i may be wrong but outside of uh the goblins none of these projects have had any sort of legs longer than two weeks most of them maybe a week so it's very much of like a get in get out quick uh kind of game on the free mint uh side of it um you also got to watch out for projects like gossamer that just have no clue what they're doing it'll just you'll just watch your money evaporate <laughs> um, but, uh, Martin, to answer you quickly on, uh, the Bollinger, uh, Bollinger bands, um, it, yeah, the action's looking pretty good on, uh, on Bitcoin and Ethereum. I would imagine with, I have a high confidence level that Bitcoin is going to make a significant move up this week and that should, uh, move everything else up with it. Um, my, I'm looking for my exits or at least starting to exit when the RSI, when the relative strength index on the Bitcoin daily, when that gets to 70, that's probably when I'm going to start looking at 
at least trimming, if not exiting. Ethereum already hit 70 on the RSI yesterday. Um, so that one's getting uh, uh, pretty hot. Man, so, I hate using these these different indicators, and also my confidence level in most of them is not not incredibly like at any given moment. Uh, like the biggest headwind, although now we we do have the uh, stock markets turning around, so that's actually a good thing. But if those aren't positive, then it's going to be really hard for uh, Bitcoin um, to get momentum. But if the markets keep going, then I think Bitcoin de definitely has a chance. It's hard for those two. I saw someone tweet. And it always is things like, finally, it's decoupling. And it's like, you know, 24 <laughs> hours or 48 hours of like some data. And they're just like, here it is. And yeah, it, it doesn't move identical to like each of these things do not move identical to each other. Um, but uh, despite that, I, I still think they're heavily correlated. And I don't see anything showing that that's uh, changed at all. There's definitely periods of time where they're not one for one correlated. Um, but overall, on the long term, they tend to be. So I'm waiting to see um, how these broader things uh, play out because, man, relief rallies are something that I, I at least personally, like emotionally don't trust. And it's difficult to be just holding through uh, those different things. Now, if you're a like if if you're managing your primary portfolio, your like retirement portfolio, I'm not trading in and out stuff with that. Like that's just not happening at all. Um, but I, I think with, uh, crypto it's, this is, um, we had a conversation the other day or PO, PO had asked about it and didn't like my answer cause, uh, I'm apparently too much into semantics, but the, uh, the question was, uh, should I sell here or should I buy here? Or like there, there were different questions about it. And I think you got to like bucket each of those different, uh, th portions of your portfolio. And I just have a trading portion of my portfolio that I'm like, essentially, degenerate gambling with and so i don't trust i can draw some lines on a chart i get right you know x percent of the time but uh i just want to be careful when we look at those things and i have never used bollinger bands as an indicator but nick is the expert on that front so if that works uh cool i just <laughs> i just um it's not my personal thing so i'll be interested to see and it, the more fancy we get uh the and the more exotic we get the more that i'm just like i I like I can't trust this, but uh, my prayers are with uh, kicks and uh, hoping that we get that big, um, juicy candle to to the top, to the moon. That's what we're aiming for right here. Great answer, Nick. Easy. Any comment on the Bollinger Bands? And <sighs> maybe not. I mean, yeah, it's you want them to spoil, <laughs> then you want them to break out to one side or the other, and you ride the breakout. Uh, there you go. Done. But uh, that's simple. <laughs> uh, Nick, were you going to add something? Sorry, yeah, you unmuted. No, I was thinking, is there any like, is there any NFT action that we actually have outside of this? Because really, like, dude, the the crypto trade is straightforward. Um, you enter at the level that you think uh, makes sense. You exit at the level that you think makes sense. And I feel like it's pretty. There's no depth to it. We're not waiting on. Uh, oh, actually, I was going to say there's no roadmap, but Ethereum does have one. So that was the big news. <laughs> and yesterday, everyone was like, uh, or I saw OSF or Mondo. One of them had tweeted, um, "The Bitcoin merges tomorrow," uh, primarily because uh, ETH was pumping. And so it, it was. It was a funny tweet. It's a joke, um, yeah. But but uh, I, and that's why you know the price is going way up. 
Um, so it, it was interesting to um, – that's the only one that has a roadmap. But there's no, like, nuance to this. Like, in the, in the space of crypto, in contrast to, like, stocks, you're just trading on, like, technicals. Like, that, that's all that there is. Um, so when, when you're operating in that space, it's difficult uh, to have any other depth other than being like, I'm going to draw these lines on this chart um, and do a little bit of pseudoscience um, to, you know, try and predict the future. Um, but that's basically a fool's errand by and large. Um, but once in a while you get it right. Um, and I've been hitting, you know, 30% of the time and that's good enough. Uh, so, so yeah. Good job, Nick. I mean, look, the thing about the NFT market right now is you're seeing strong, strong support for the quote unquote blue chip projects like the crypto punks are appreciating, right? But not everybody can afford those. Then you're seeing other projects just kind of um, fade a little bit when it comes to their floor prices. You look at like doodles. I believe that they were higher before they're at 12 and a half. Don't get me wrong. It's absolutely holding, but you're seeing a, just a kind of gradual fade. We just talked about Tableland rigs you know, monster correction, uh, I would expect it to actually fade more. I was surprised by the degree in which the pump had. I mean, a guy like Zeneca's opinion definitely is well-received by the market. You're seeing this generative art project, Factura fade. Um, you're seeing projects like, for example, the art project, Nina's Super Cool World, it's at 0.32 ETH floor. This is a low for it pretty much since its initial pump. And you have to think that it's going to continue to fade until fair value, or maybe it's at fair value now. But the point is, it's it's hard to predict like you know pumps coming. One project that I think is interesting is Bored and Dangerous. So this is the Jenkins, the valet ecosystem. Uh, they sponsored the show a couple of weeks ago. But they've done really, really well. Uh, like the OG project, the like the Jenkins writer's room uh, is holding a one 1.22 ETH floor on a 6,900 piece collection. And that's a collection that has different levels, right? You have just like the valet ticket, but then you also have um, like the boat itself and, and you know, the kind of higher tier things. So Bored and Dangerous, I think, actually saw a little bit of a pump once it minted out. People had been waiting for it to mint out and then it, it pumped a little bit. So th there's one isolated win that's happened in the NFT market and one that I actually see could pick up steam. Uh, again, that project has like Neil uh, in their corner and, and he's a best-selling author so if that book comes out and it gets mainstream attention you might see some of that funnel into the nft space nick you were going to add something go ahead i'm just, the thing i've been thinking about is all the people that have generated a ton of cat like we were discussing it yesterday the one that i was making fun of was uh and or i don't know who who was the one that brought it up about murat pak but like there's a bunch of these projects that just have a ton of capital and and i look at like the contrast you're talking about the other deeds floor it's shocking that the other deeds floor is at what it's at to be completely honest. so so i like your i like your sale um but i'm also wondering like uh, in contrast they're actually doing something so that's something that uh has been manifesting and so um yeah, they're as legit as it gets that's why the floor is where it's at uh i think i know where you're going but yeah go ahead well, so yeah, where, where am I? Am I just about? Or were you anticipating me just to shit on Murat Pak? Because that, that, was, that was like, where, where were you expecting the conversation to go? Yeah, yeah, I mean, basically, look, there's just a lot of projects that. Came where is up. that guy? You know, where where did Murat Pak go? I see him retweeting stuff, but what happened to delivery on their, uh, 
you know, on literally anything, uh, the roadmap of, of, of their project. They have so many NFTs, $100 million. It's hilarious seeing the contrast between a project like that and Board Ape Yacht Club with essentially having made similar amounts of capital. Like Murat Pak generated an insane amount of revenue. And it's, it's just like, I don't know, it's, cra it's crazy to see. Maybe, maybe uh, Pak is like sort of the Damien Hurst of the NFT space or something like that. It's like borderline, uh, borderline offensive, like the, the type of um, stuff that they're, they're uh, creating and the revenue that they generate. And then people are just like, this is bullshit. Uh, so maybe, maybe that's what it is. It's like a, you know, a contemporary artist who just doesn't, doesn't give a shit and just keeps pumping stuff out because people will pay for it. Um, but yeah, I'm wondering, like, I, I don't know. And I think there's a lot of other projects that exist. Um, we were having a conversation and I occasionally post tweets about it where you're just like, oh, the founders are just like buying exotic or like, you know, luxury goods and things like that. And you're like, what? where's the project? <laughs> like, like, where's the roadmap? What's going on here? I, I, I'm almost inclined to like introduce a segment, but it will... The, we're not going call to do people it. For it will, it will no, literally ruin our entire reputation in this space. The moment that we just start being like, okay, project X trash rug. Let's go on to the next one. Uh, rug. We're going to go through, <laughs> just start naming them one by one. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, you can get in trouble easily for starting to talk about this stuff and people get really, really offended, both bag holders and people that like respect some of these entities. Um, as artists, I kind of feel like the pack situation is, is masquerading as art, but actually dropping NFT collections that are in line with a startup and then just being like, you bought art, you know, fuck off. You know what I mean? Like basically it's like, wow, okay. You, you made $300 million in a 12 month period. I can't imagine you did that before. Um, and you just basically draw a line in the sand saying you're not going to do jack shit and that you don't give a fuck. Um, but anyway, we, we, we can move on from that before I get in trouble. Uh, Nick, you're going to say, no, no, no keep going, please. No, dig, no, I'd like no. to see you dig a hole. Well, I just did. Uh, so we got we got Martin with his hand raised again. Uh, pl please change the subject, Martin. No, uh, all right. make him dig the hole. <laughs> so please, you know, please, I, if I, you're going to ask a, a question, please ask a direct one. <laughs> here's, here, here's the question. Okay, kind of in line with what you were just kind of getting into, though. What do you guys think about Wag Me United? You know, um, rug. With it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I don't think it's a rug, obviously. Uh, I think that it's interesting and it's a case study for what you can use Web3 technology for. And I think that there's a star-studded group of individuals leading that. I think that right. the... I think that the floor price is down from mint price, which I think a lot of people on this show expected. And I think that the volume of sales is steadily declining as well. Uh, for the past 24 hours, there's been 22 sales. The previous day is 32 sales. And I expect that number to continue to go down because I think a lot of people aren't expecting to buy that with the prospect of it going up, which if you pay attention to the NFT space is really the only thing that matters. Like People try to talk about utility and they try to talk about this and that, but the only utility anybody cares about is number go up. And the only way to make the number go up is sales volume. So when you see gradual decline in floor price and gradual decline in sales volume, 
volume, then that's not a good indicator for a project. The other thing with that one is the project was presented for what it is. It's like we bought a soccer team. We already put up the money ourselves to buy the soccer team. This is a fundraise to basically replace the money. You are going to get, you know, gear for the soccer team. And the principle, I, I guess, the the premise of the project is to have this decentralized fan base. Right. But it's well. See, it's, my understanding yeah. is partially that uh, at some point, you know, when when rules sort of change, that 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 turns into an ownership. Uh, situation like a Web3 owned, you own the NFT, you share in potentially revenue. Obviously, you can't do that kind of stuff right now or it's considered, you know, like a security or whatever. But um, I, the that's sort of kind of my, my future understanding of what is to, uh, you know, happen. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is like you're, you're entering securities territory. And if you're going to bank on that, then you're going to basically bank that this this one particular project sets the precedent for um, literally sets the precedent for NFTs as a security, which I just think is a bold bet. I mean, really, this this big correction in the NFT market and now the action in the crypto markets, I think it's done at least for me personally, it's put things into perspective in a big way. And it's like betting on an individual NFT par- project it really is the same game as venture fund investing. And, and you know, Zeneca was talking about this. He was talking about how he bought X amount of Goblin Towns and he made money on it. And people were hitting him up and they were like, you're a genius. How do you always know what to buy? And his response was like, yeah, you didn't, you didn't pay attention or you didn't um, mention that I bought four other free mints in the seven-day period of Goblin Town that all went to zero and all that money flushed down the toilet. So just like venture investing, it's like you, you spray money on all these different startups and if one hits, that's the big one. And every Everybody's like, yo, he was an early investor in Coinbase or he was an early investor in Robinhood. He made a 600x on his investment, but that doesn't include all of the investments that they made into like, you know, the mobile exercise bike company or like this, that and the other thing that that literally went to zero. Um, So those are my thoughts on that. I don't know if anyone else has anything to add. That's an excellent point. Yeah. Real quick, I let uh, Kenobi on stage. Kenobi wants to bring up a project, uh, Drip Drop by Dave Krugman. I believe Dave Krugman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, There was a whole thread yesterday, and then the floor surged on it. To DM you guys, uh, I just woke up and everything like tripled, and I just didn't know if you guys knew why the hell it happened, because I love the project, but I don't know what happened. (laughs) OXB1 and Dave and another person started, like there was a conversation, there was a thread that happened. Uh, for those that don't know, Dave Krugman has essentially a series, uh, a, co- a collection of photographs of puddles uh, with raindrops um, showing up in them. And by itself, you may say, well, this is, uh, this is ridiculous. But what he uh, did was he essentially uh, added attributes to the photograph um, in a way that uh, generative art projects would, but decided to do it with photography. So he has a um, he used uh, a, a tool. I'm blanking. I'm at a loss for words here. Labs. He, he collaborated with Transient Labs. He, yeah, to like count the number of drops and do do all this other stuff. And whether or not like it, it's it's a little crazy, but so it's like this is the first time that a uh, photography collection has used this approach. Um, and so there's like there's kind of like rarity and stuff. Uh, based on um, 
based on the different photos. So there was just a thread and I almost bought it last night at like 0.75. It looks like that would have been, you know, a good idea. Uh, I think uh, what the, you know, Dave also is a great photographer and um, had a couple of other collections that have done uh, very well. Uh, but yeah, I think all, well, all that happened was that one thread um, with the OXB1 and, um, and a couple of other people uh, discussing the structure of it. And then someone came in and started just like floor sweeping it. Uh, one of the people in the thread was just like, okay, I'll go buy another 10 right now. Um, and so th that's pretty much what happened. Uh, it's a great collection. It, uh, I'm looking at his previous collections. I didn't realize that he actually was the one that did drive. And I really, really liked that collection when I first yep. saw it. It's all the different cars. There's only 111 in that one. Then he's got a collab uh, project with uh, Fabio Giampietro. And that's only 131 of them. And then his base collection only has 80 items. So unless I'm missing something and he's got more collections, I'm trying to scroll on OpenSea. I, I'm not seeing it. Okay, there's one more collection. There's 30 items in that. He doesn't have a big supply on OpenSea. And so when you think about like the supply of these projects, there's there's a thousand items here. The unique ownership is 568, so over 50% unique ownership already. Um, I mean, look, this this could be juicy. I don't know. It's it's very hard to tell. If if you buy it now, you're buying into a pump. For what it's worth, I think that the work is incredibly dope. And I think that it's a cool trend to set where you're saying, I'm staying true to my art. I'm making these photographs, but I'm integrating into Web3 by using this software tool to provide attributes to the photograph that I made my way, that is my traditional way of making photographs, but I'm you know, incorporating three technology to bring in rarity, to bring in um, you know, uh, attributes just like any other collection. I, I like it. He also has a, um, a great site, allships.co, which uh, kind of interviews, does interviews with uh, NFT artists and um, and, and other stuff, and it, it's just a great site as a whole. Uh, so he's been a contributor just in the NFT space, you know, trying to elevate other artists, do interviews with them, uh, promote them. And so, yeah, he he's been uh, he he's around and and active, and uh, it's really great. I mean, I also like the branding that he did with All Ships. It's just uh, re really cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I would like Pio said buy into this at the moment. Uh, just I'm like during, talking myself into it while we do this during the pump. <laughs> Why well, I, I missed it last night? I was I'm I'm pissed because yeah, last night it was at uh, 0.74, um, and I see actually the sales uh, that were taking place then, maybe even a little lower, um, and then just went on absolute tear uh, as uh, people started sweeping the floor and real. I think just realizing what it was. It, it's kind of funny how the the structure of those things happen. It's like all of a sudden something that's just sitting there out in the market um, inev inevitably ends up uh, getting swept by someone who decides that this is a good idea. And with the uh, low supply items, um, that works out very well. Uh, it, that said, you know, art collections tend to have low liquidity, which is a it it's it makes it an uphill battle for uh, you know artists to try and um, to, for for that floor price to go up like it requires really someone like the people that were chatting yesterday to come in and sweep it and you need some uh, big collectors. This is a recurring conversation we've had though, and I think we had it yesterday morning where I was talking about the 
economics of both um, most successful artists and also galleries are pretty similar in the sense that there's just one collector that puts in a lot of money into it and buys up the majority. And, and that's what you're ultimately angling for. And that's exactly what happened last night. Yeah, I was going to say, like, the thing about this that makes me want to buy it is like, you know, when you have a thousand piece fine art collection by an artist that's known in the space and is and ha his previous collections are very scarce and hold high floors. And then you already have the likes of like OXB1 and these others, you know, discussing the project, buying it. I just feel like DC investors are going to come in and buy 30 of them. And I'm just going to be like, shit, I wish I front run that. Um, maybe we'll, he's going to allegedly, he said he's going to come on the show so that would be incredible if he did come on the, on the show maybe we'll ask him what he thinks of it when he is on um we'll see him today. oh he's gonna be at christie's yeah oh shit oh man i gotta make sure i look good make sure i look good when i meet dc investor you know nick oh uh, sorry dc investor my apologies i thought oh, you were no, talking about meeting having dave on the show Oh yeah, D Dave's going to be uh, at um, at Christie's for sure. Uh, Kenobi, you have your hand raised. I don't know if you have another comment, and then I want to throw it to Jesse. Kenobi, what's going on? Yeah, I was just going to say the other couple things that I thought were cool about what Dave was doing is he put out um, he tweeted about a talk he gave at a university about how he was being super deliberate and thoughtful about his collection sizes, and um, you guys were talking about the structure and the scarcity. But like, I think what he did was he, everyone who collected his one of ones got, you know, a uh, free drip drop or something. And so he's building these reward structures into support to his uh, supporters. And, it, you know, if he does some future collection, I don't know if that's going to mean that drip drop holders get future drops. I have no idea, but I thought that was really thoughtful um, in the way he's thinking about it. Sounds like he gets it. Uh, Jesse, what's going on? Yeah, since you're talking about that project, I just wanted to let people know we now have a generative art channel in the Nifty Portal Discord. Do, do we? So yeah, there's like 10 people, people in there. We're moving on up. We're out. Now that we got dog walk, has got dog walker money. We're going to Christie's party. <laughs> uh, no more free degen men. So to introduce the gen art channel, I'm going to tell the joke, the aristocrats. You guys know that one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's going to tell it. It's one of the most filthy jokes ever. But then Laguna no. Cardo Elizabeth said it violates the ethical standards of the Nifty Portal, which was a much better. I laughed out loud that the Nifty <laughs> Portal has ethical standards. So, uh, you know, I guess I won't tell the joke after all, but you can Google it. Yeah, please don't tell the joke uh, because you take explicit to a new level. And uh, what was the joke? <laughs> no, please, please. Um, yeah, I mean, look. Uh, We'll have to see what happens with this. I'm like over here talking myself into it right after that other deed sale. I'm like, do I roll it into this? But we'll see. It does sound like he gets it. Watch, we're going to meet him today, and he's going to make me incredibly bullish, and I'm just going to sweep the floor when I get home. But then when I when I get home, DC Investor will have already fronted me. So we'll see. We'll see. Jesse, what, what are you doing? Are you buying NFTs? What are you doing, man? You used to be the most active guy. Now you're over here. You sound like you got low energy or something. You used to be popping off in this market. What's going on? Yeah, like I lost my mojo. I can't. Uh, You've said I mean, that I, like five times. What do you mean? Like, when did you lose your mojo? And I don't how are you know. Gonna I get don't it know. back? I don't know. I need to. I need to. I don't know. Go to go to you know the Bahamas with my girlfriends and you know. Get my, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, it's uh, no. Wait, I'm, I'm looking at. I mean, the stuff I'm in is mostly good. I got you know. I'm still. I'm still LPing ApeCoin and ETH. That's been doing good for me. That just prints money over time. Um, but yeah, in terms of projects, what I'm looking at now are projects that actually have lower. I'm like, I'm like uh, zigging now because with all the free mints and a lot of the new projects, it used to be if you had like an 8,000 K 
project with like 6,000K owners, you were like, oh my God, that's a bullet signal. But with the free mints and some of these other hacks, like you can get, like BFF has like 7,000 owners out of 8,000. So the price, that's already built into the price. So I'm looking at these other ones, like um, Knights of DGen and, and Roots, some of these other ones where it's like, there's a lot of institutional investors, Kumite even. So it's like, it'll be 8,000, but there's like only like 2,500 owners. So I think people are staying away. But then if you look at the amount that's for listed, it's like only like 90 listed. And so when there's a squeeze on that, if you have your stuff, if you buy them and it's a good project and it's a long-term project, you buy a bunch, you list them. Uh, sometimes you can see a pump in those because the institutional investors really have so many tied up. And so I'm kind of looking some projects like that, that, that are these utility, like I said, Knights of DJ and Root Troop, whatever, all these ones that are like, you know, whatever, BFF, these ones that are really utility based and people don't really, they're not like highly traded. So I think you can find some value on those. When uh, Kix and I had a call the other morning, we, uh, we were, the, the conclusion was you got to get back in the game, man. You got to, you got to get in the game. You got to have skin in the game in order to, uh, you know, in order to keep the sword sharp. So you uh, you may have had some misses. You may have had some misses there, but you got to reach back into another pile of money if you lost it all on this one, you know, as the gamblers say, and then <laughs> just throw that back into this pile, reshuffle it around, and it's going to work out this time. Yeah, it sounds like Nick's got a stranglehold on how to make responsible decisions in the riskiest market you can participate in in 2022. Real quick, we're going to reset the room. If you're just tuning in, this is the NFT Morning Show. We do the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. I'm P.O. here with my co-host, Nifty Nick, Easy Eats Bodega. Uh, Captain Kicks is in a meeting or something. Signal got rugged. Uh, but we're, we're here every day. We're talking the market. Uh, things go up, things go down. We're here to cover it. Uh, sign up for our sponsor, FTX, with the code the Nifty on your FTX mobile app or at the nifty.com/slash FTX. The link is pinned to the top. The other link is our NFT. I don't even got to tell you that you should be buying that. Come on now. You got to do it. Uh, you already know. So we're going to go here for another 12 minutes talking market talk, and we appreciate everybody listening. Vicky, you have your hand raised. Haven't spoken to you in a long time. What's going on? Wait, hang on just a sec. Can Nick do the breaking news for me? Oh! We have breaking news here. Live from our news reporter who shows up, you know, once a month. Vicky. I want to let everyone know in the fucking audience, I bought an NFT today. Whoa! What'd Yo. you buy? I bought a flower girl that I've been wanting for ages. There's a particular flower that's called a fern leaf poppy. And I've kind of just been waiting and watching. And I'm so behind. When I had to move my money from Coinbase to my MetaMask wallet, I forgot how to do it. I literally stood like staring at my screen going, I forgot. How the fuck do I transfer money? So it took me quite a long while. Don't you work on that team? No. Mm -hmm. Okay. You used to. Yeah, I left the team about about three, four, four weeks ago. Just three yesterday. Four hours ago. I, ju I just lost. I just <laughs> left them yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're gone. Mm -hmm. Just left them now. I'm doubling down on my on my company. If you guys follow me, then you know that I left them because there was an announcement about a month ago. So yeah, I'm riding solo again, but obviously it's still like a love of Ravara's art. But yeah, it was more about the fact that I actually bought an NFT. So that means a good sign for everybody because if I'm out here buying, you know the singular nft holding up the market we need we need more people doing that i also noticed <laughs> Go that buy we, don't, <laughs> we don't have enough people buying bitcoin here it's really a struggle and uh i'd like 
more people to go and buy it. It looks like you all aren't doing your job. Get out there and buy it. Mike G, you got your hand raised. Micah? Yeah, well, first off, I know you guys maybe already covered Dayland, but somehow I managed to make money on it, even though the floor price is crashing. Um, but you but always do. You're you're good. You're good at that. At like, yeah, that, yeah. That was the rares. But the the other thing I wanted to bring up is uh, that Dave Krug, the drip drop. Um, yeah. One that actually worked the same way, where they released the art and they did not have metadata. Oh. But if you went through. Um, the, the ones that had, uh, I guess it was like, uh, circular drainage things or manhole covers. Um, those, the second that metadata came out, they had an attribute called turtle portal and those shot up to like, uh, you know, way more expensive than the other ones. I think were like 0.5 ETH when the floor was 0.1. So I just think that that, uh, just as a larger note for any NFT collectors, if you have the time and a project does that, where they show the artwork before the metadata if you take the time to research and to look around and to like use your eyes more those can be incredible buying opportunities like that's what i did with table land it worked really well if you looked around and said oh there's only a few that have these manhole covers um those are probably worth something because the second that metadata comes out um prices you know it's it's basically it's basically uh the the ultimate bot stopper is that people get to just look and pick out what's the coolest um, so when you see those opportunities, that can be a, a huge win. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what Mike is talking about, he, Mike is a uh, an expert on this one niche thing in the NFT space, which is identifying rare NFTs in collections before they actually, uh, the, before the metadata reveals. So in other words, um, you know, Micah is really good at Getting into a collection, figuring out what's rare, buying it before everybody else, and uh, and then selling into the pump once the metadata reveals and once it comes out that they're rare. Maybe even before that, he did a uh, a master class or mastermind talk in our Discord for holders on this, and that's recorded. If you own our NFT, you can get the link to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, Micah, would you buy the Krugman collection here at point ninety one? I have this like thing where I don't want to buy when the chart looks like it does, aka like the top, right? Because I bought the top so many times, it, it, it's it's deterred me from doing it. But this one's like crazy legit. He's already at attracted really big collectors, and um and and I just like I think that it could potentially work. His previous, I don't know if you heard us talking about it, his previous supply is very scarce. Are you in for this or what? Uh, no, I mean, kind of similar to what you guys talked about yesterday on the YouTube show. It's, it's just a little scary for like something that's generative and low population and people are just potentially keeping it in their wallets. The floor price is not necessarily indicative of actual demand. It's more just like low supply and people not wanting to move their NFTs. So I'm super scared to buy into pumps on art projects like that because I don't think that's actually the value of the art exactly if that makes sense so i'm i'm nervous that it's it's just not moving and that's why this this hype has caused the price to get to that that's not to me the value of that item so i i get really scared about buying art into a pump yeah i mean look i'm just worried that this is going to be the next like you know mini twin flames or something and i'm like sitting here talking about it on the show and not talking myself into it anyway it is um, it's twin flames these drops of water it is po so you should definitely spend as much money as possible on this on this bad boy i actually do think i think his drive collection um so sick it, it is cool although this one has its own it, it sounds like this the narrative they're trying to create is like this is the first 
photography collection that has, you know, generative it kind art of is. style um, items. And so, I mean, I don't know if that, I guess it is. That's what they're, what they're saying. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, I like that as a narrative, but like, I'm curious, like where we could see this run and like, it's different than the narrative of like Justin Aversano had at Christie. Like he can tell the story of that. There, I feel like there's less people that are just like looking at the historical element of uh, generative art. Um, I mean, they're there, but I, I, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to, to see how it pans out. What, how far yeah. on the fence are you either way? Are you talking to me? I mean, look, my thing is I just know that all it, all it takes is for like seven whales to decide that they all want to buy a bunch of these and hold them and tweet about it. And then it's just an absolute wrap. But Micah, go ahead. Well, yeah, I was just going to say to to add on to that, where I'm not sure that Drip Drop is going to behave the same way as those other ones, is Drive is really cool because you have, you know, you have cars, you have things that like people can really get into, like they love cars. You have twin flames, so there's like a connection to, you know, humans. There's there's people you can look at in the photo. So I think that the the problem that is going to happen, and this is the same way that like Tableland struggles, and that there's not a connection to that car. It's like okay, whatever. It's a little, you know, uh, generative, you know, little car compared to a PFP. I think the danger there is it's just it's not a subject matter that people are going to connect that deeply with. So I do worry that that's not going to allow it to go as high. Another good point by Micah. Um, so we're going to keep it moving here for five minutes. We got Jimmy Nash. Don't believe you've been on the show before. You are an NFT collector in Nashville. It also says that your job is that you're a comedian. Uh, so now I know that you don't have any money to buy NFTs. So what are you doing on the show, Jimmy? You know what? I'm here begging for NFTs. Is that okay? Absolutely not. Uh, do you have something to contribute to the conversation or, or do I have to aggressively remove you? No, no, that, no. Look. I want to point out that I conducted a survey to say, where should I put my 20 grand? Right? I got 20 where grand. Where did a comedian get 20 grand? Now I know you're lying. No, no, no. I did a survey, and the majority of people said, just keep your money in Ethereum, God damn it. And I, and I wanted right. to know, do you agree with this? Yes. Mm. Thousand percent. I mean, I don't know. That, so, like, just indefinitely, I don't know if I uh, if I actually do in the short term. Yes, um, in the long term, uh, I don't know. That's debatable. Um, I is like is is holding ETH going to bring you joy? N nah, like it, it's just not. Like it's just is holding not an going. NFT that declines in value going to bring you joy? Fuck yes. <laughs> And that's what I'm talking about is that we're looking what we like to discuss here. And what we like to do is we like to uh, marry condo our portfolio on any <laughs> given moment. And we say, does this thing bring me joy? No, just get it out. Just get rid of it. And instead, go looking for that thing that brings you joy. Buy a piece from an artist. You know, go go buy a piece from some undervalued artist that uh, is going to pump. Buy an um, illiquid asset. Uh, dude, the idea of uh, us eventually potentially being able to make content with Marie Kondo where she shows us how to get rid of NFTs in our collection. There's no way that's ever happening. I think that that's the funnest idea ever. I, I really hope that that some uh, somehow happens someday. But uh, Jimmy, look, if it was uh, July 2021, I would tell you just fucking spray that 20 grand anywhere in the NFT market. Yeah. And, uh, 
into any top 15 project and you would actually literally get rich. But in July 2022 right now, man, I don't know, man. That's Hell? a risky move. Is this your Marie Kondo? She doesn't. Marie Kondo <laughs> she literally has a, a translator. So it's like Mar there is no it's Marie impression. Kondo. <laughs> There's no impression to do here. How um, are you, Pia? <laughs> so please, uh, what I want you to do is dump most of your NFTs. Okay. Okay. Dead. Look at look at your portfolio. Look at dead in the eyes. Are you looking? I'm looking. What do you see there? I see uh, a bunch of uh, garbage that's going down in value. Oh, that doesn't feel good, does it? No, it doesn't. No, you no no no. You want you want only joy in your life, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. Marie Kondo, who doesn't yes, speak English so, in real life. So, uh, no, I am I am Marie Kondo. Okay. Uh, so, okay. look at that portfolio, dead in the eyes. And say, fuck you, portfolio. I don't think she, Marie Kondo would advise say, me to do that. Say, that doesn't sound I'm going positive. to kill you. No, I, I don't believe I'm that. I'm going to kill you, portfolio. <laughs> you are going to go. And I am only going to hold on things that bring me joy. Okay. So which, well, which NFTs bring you joy, P.O.? Uh, the ones that go up. And which ones are those? Not many. So you need to figure out which ones are those. That you, <laughs> you don't even know which ones bring you joy? I don't. Just get rid of them all. <laughs> Thank you, Marie Kondo. Hey, Pio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I liked I, I liked the uh, the WWE uh, version of Nick. No, I'm just kidding. That was a fantastic Marie Kondo impression. I think that her people are probably reaching out to us right now because that impression was so good, and they're like, "Well, well we basically already heard." Well, I saw Marie the audience Kondo. disappear. Like literally, we the numbers just started imploding the moment I started uh, doing that. So shout out to everybody uh, who who left during the midst of that. Uh, Perfect impression. Shout out to the audience that said we're just not interested. Uh, quickly, John hey, Sims. <laughs> John Sims, you got one minute. You got a mutant ape. You haven't been on the show before. It says that you're the community lead at Solon Labs. You're not allowed to talk about that. But you got one thing to say about the NFT market before we wrap here? Absolutely. And thank you. Uh, Vicky inspired me, but uh, talking about how she's feeling bullish because she bought an NFT. I bought five NFTs on Saturday before the ETH spike. I feel good about that. What'd you buy? Um, I bought a uh, We're All Going to Die because I've been watching that project for a long time and the price Bold. has been dropping steadily. Um, so you never want to copy trade me because like, I don't really buy, uh, you know, I don't degen. I just buy things that I'm interested in that I think are doing cool things. So I got with one of the community members for Wagdai and uh, told me about some mechanics that they're working and and just the um i you know i did i did the old uh testimonial tweet about buying a wag guy and um my mentions were insane like i got links to wikis to blog posts to uh podcasts all about this project and i was just really blown away like that's a really intense community uh if you enjoy dungeons and dragons and that kind of like gameplay and role play i uh i think you would like it i am not really into that i just love the vibe and i think they're doing something interesting and creative i also bought a few jenkins um books and then i bought a an art piece by the artist kelly moore uh who i would recommend people check out his art's cool i like the uh the jenkins buy for sure um, Kelly Moore, is this like Dark Bird Palace NFT? 
Exactly. Yeah, I've just been a fan of his for a while and finally was able to acquire one. I mean, the art's cool. Uh, the floor price is 0.03. You're saying you finally were able to acquire it? Yeah, you know, there's priorities. <laughs> I have priorities. Um, and finally, I had that extra ETH sitting around. I was like, okay, because I've been, I, I, I've been following him for a minute. Uh, he actually had a piece uh, in a Amazon show. Um, I even forget what it was called because it was so good. But uh, so he, he's got his work out there. He's pretty prolific. He just makes a lot of art. And it, it, just, it just speaks to me. It's something I like. So I bought it. It's cool stuff, man. Well, thanks for coming to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. We do the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, where we talk all things NFT and crypto markets. I just saw Jimmy Nash try to post something on top. Don't do that. Uh, anyway, check out our sponsor. <laughs> Sign up at thenifty.com slash FTX or with the code thenifty on your FTX mobile app. This song was requested by Captain Kicks, and I got a kick out of it, too. It took me back. So this is Kicks talking to you guys right now.